Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today on the show, as it turns out, news organizations, they're just making stuff up as they go along. Welcome to the future where the glass is half full and you'll need new glasses, where you'll be jumping from conclusions. The past is annulled and a new future is born. Never before in history has so much meant so little to so many. AD on the So you know radio. the truth, the truth is an interesting and elusive thing. And when you catch somebody not telling the truth, when you catch someone in a lie, what does it do to your opinion of them? I had this one really good friend. You know, honestly, I got to be careful about this because they still are a friend or an acquaintance. And this is a guy, this is a guy who I used to work with. I don't work with him anymore. But he was responsible for, I don't want to back the bus over the guy. So I'm going to be careful how I put this. But he was responsible for inserting things into what we call in radio a log he was responsible for putting things into a log creating these things and putting them into the log he was a part of our production team now you know when you're listening to a radio station and you hear uh, this is sort of like radio 101 are you familiar with imaging imaging are sort of like all the little pieces of audio that you hear between songs or between people talking like if you're listening to my show in Houston on 94.5 The Buzz, the things that go 94.5 The Buzz and let you know what station it is you're look, listening to. Now, sometimes with these bits of imaging, there is some sort of sponsorship involved. There's some sort of company that has paid us to run these things with what we call a feature billboard. And I know this is sort of boring radio 101 stuff that if you're not in radio or interested in being in radio isn't necessarily the most interesting thing in the world. But hey, you get to learn how a different sort of business works and uh, it gives context to this story. There is a financial consideration for this. If someone buys sponsorship on something, then, well, they want to hear their bit of sponsored imaging run before or after the thing is played. Like, there's a new music feature on one of the radio stations I'm on that runs at 5 o'clock. And, well, there is a person who sponsors that. And uh, for that reason, that imaging, as we've learned we call it, (laughs) is really important. Someone's paying for it. And so if these things don't run or don't run properly, someone's sort of on the hook for messing up, messing with the money, not doing the thing that our client wanted and therefore costing the station integrity and advertising revenue. Does that make sense? So there's this one guy that I used to work with, don't work with anymore. And it was his responsibility to create some of this stuff. And it was my responsibility to put it in the log, as we call it. Like a day of music is called a log. And 
I went to find it and it wasn't there. I was like, well, this is going to be a problem. It, it's not there. He, uh, he, he must have, must have forgotten to do it. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't run until this hour. If he comes in early tomorrow morning, he can knock it out. Call him, email him. I don't like to be this kind of person, but I had to get our superior involved. Hey, this is missing. I noticed this is missing. If I don't tell you it's missing, well, that's me doing the wrong thing. I can't find it. I don't think it's done. Uh, uh, maybe if this guy comes in tomorrow morning and does it, we'll be okay. We'll be aight. Anyways, get an email from him super early next morning after having blown up his phone, after having emailed him a bunch of times, saying, don't know what you're talking about. It's there. It's just you looked up the wrong thing. And I was like, that, that doesn't seem true. That doesn't seem right. I mean, hey, look, I've been wrong about a lot of things before. I've made lots of mistakes. But that doesn't seem correct to me. And what this guy didn't know or didn't realize that I knew was every time you do this sort of thing, it creates a timestamp. So I was able to look and see what time this piece of audio was created that all the brouhaha was about. And it was created at like 7 o'clock that morning. So to summarize, in case I've lost you with a bunch of inside baseball type of stuff, this guy was supposed to create something. It was his job to create something. He forgot to do it. And because he didn't want to look bad, he lied about it. And I'll never forget how that felt. Not necessarily because this was my buddy, this is my coworker, this was my friend, or at least my work friend, who lied to me. I mean, uh, that little bit of betrayal that I felt was, well... It was small in comparison to the fact that I felt, oh man, now my relationship with this guy is tarnished. Now, I can't trust him. Now, if someone asks me about them, if he ever applies for another job and says, what do you know about this guy? Is he a good guy to work with? I'll be put in a really difficult spot. He lied once, to the best of my knowledge, about one thing. And to me, and I'm guessing maybe the rest of the world, that makes him a liar. And I like this guy. I wanted to like this guy. I still do like this guy. But now, whenever I deal with him, I'm never really sure if I'm getting the truth or not. And he has no reason to lie to me. But he did it once before, so I fully expect him to do it again. It's why a dedication to the truth is vitally important. It's why a dedication to the truth is an essential part of not only making your way in this world, but also of the places where we get our news, our information about the events of the world. And as it turns out, news has gotten so annoyingly partisan. People are willing to do anything to come up with a story to generate clicks or ratings or whatever it is, or sometimes just a narrative that supports their belief that facts 
tend to be obscured. People get so bent out of shape about creating a narrative that they like to believe that they leave the truth in the dust and leave us scratching our heads, wondering what comes out of their mouth or what is written by them that we can trust. Why do we bring all this up? We'll get into it next. and right come together for fundamental truths. AD on the radio, on Twitter at ADSXE. So like you and I were talking about, the truth, the truth is so important. And if you catch someone lying to you once, are you ever able to trust them again? Because I'm not. Truth is a vitally important thing. Doesn't matter if it's a co-worker. Doesn't matter if... It's your financial institution that you bank with. Doesn't matter if it's a friend. Doesn't matter if it's a neighbor. Doesn't matter if it's a spouse. Doesn't matter if it's a news organization. You catch them in a lie once. You catch them in a half truth once. And all of a sudden, you question everything that comes out of their mouth. Might have been a little white lie. Might have been to save your feelings. Might have been whatever the hell the case may be. It's incredibly difficult to gain that trust back. And this is why, this is why we wander around trusting absolutely nothing in 2018 in America. There was a time when our news organizations, television news, there was a time when television news was, well, it was just fact after fact. Americans trusted in television news. It wasn't a partisan thing. We've talked about this a little bit in the past on the show. The thing that changed everything, the thing that changed everything, the thing that basically started the torrential downpour of mistrust that we do our very best to wade through every single day when it comes to the news and the news media is, well, <laughs> kind of the fault of two men, Gore Vidal and William F. Buckley. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but back in the late 60s, I think it was ABC. ABC was a network. And there were only like a few networks here and there. There were only a few networks. And one of the networks wasn't doing so well. I'm sure it was ABC. And they decided to do something a little bit different with their news. Remember, at this time, news is non-partisan, non-editorialized fact after fact, for the most part. The level of trust Americans had in television news was really quite something. So, when ABC, who were completely failing in the ratings, decided to try something different, it was in stark contrast to what television news had become. And that was, they decided to put two people on the air that disagreed with each other and have them duke it out. One was Gore Vidal, the, William, the other was William F. Buckley. There's a great documentary. I think it's called The Best of Enemies. I think it's on Netflix. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Not only is it a fascinating look 
at the times. Not only is it a fascinating look at these two tremendously influential men, but it's basically an explanation of the genesis of where we're at today. These two got on the air and argued with each other. One was Democratic, one was conservative, and they went after each other, and they went after each other hard. And this once failing television news show that they were on, man, the ratings shot through the roof. And all of a sudden, the news media went, hold on a second. Here we have been responsibly trotting out the facts night after night making pennies on the dollar when we when we could have been having people fight on TV and <laughs> making cash by the handfuls and there went the integrity with news broadcasting it was a slow erosion to be sure but we've arrived at a place in this day and age where people go where'd you hear that oh you can't trust them Where'd you hear that? Oh, sure, if you want to believe what they tell you. News is so completely partisan. And you know what? I don't think there's really been a successful... A lot of people would argue with me on this one. People say maybe Al Jazeera, but I don't think there's really been a successful fact-based, nonpartisan news outlet that we can count on since I've been old enough to watch the news. Remember, this started happening in the late 60s. In our lifetime, we've always viewed the news with suspicion. And never more so than now. And so it's one thing. It's one thing to recognize that the news is, well, partisan. That the news is editorialization. And the news is a slanted take on the events of today, whether you watch, watch Fox or CNN or CNN or MSNBC or whoever the hell it is, you know that you are getting a partisan opinion on the events of the day. But you hope, you hope for fact. You hope for some sort of discernible truth amongst all the opinions and editorializing. And when you catch people in an outright lie or something that's just made up to support a narrative, it becomes very, very difficult to buy into anything that you see on the news. And look, people on the left and right side of the aisle are both responsible for doing this sort of thing. But this is the most egregious and obvious example of it that I can think of that's come about in recent history. Because, well, we heard, we heard what the president said. We heard that the president said. And look, if you're looking for a story, if you're trying to make the president look bad or like the, make the president look well, what's the expression they use tone deaf or out of touch or, or or what have you well he gave you more than enough to work with president trump said well let, let me back up a little bit let me back up a little bit 
CNN anchor, CNN anchor Anna Cabrera claimed that President Trump and his son Donald Trump Jr. recently said that white men have a lot to fear. Said that white men have a lot to fear. Eh, there's a problem with that. We all heard what the president said, and that's not what he said. Now, what the president said was, like I said, tone deaf enough to have the folks over at CNN make quite the meal out of it. From a moose-bouche to a paratif. She said, President Trump and his son, Don Jr., said this week, white men have a lot to fear right now. But what Trump actually said is that he believes it is a, quote, very scary time for young men in America where you can be guilty of something you might not be guilty of. End quote. Direct quote. That, that, that's what he said. And if you're someone that goes, oh, my God, how ridiculous. Yeah, sure. There's plenty for you to work with there if you're a partisan news organization. But it wasn't good enough. So the folks over at CNN, anchor Anna Cabrera, took it upon herself to add to and change something. That we all heard the president say that it's a weird thing because we've we've heard the direct quote. And well, she just goes ahead and invents her own version of events. It's weird. It's so odd to so willfully circumvent the truth for the sake of a decent narrative, especially when everybody knows exactly what the truth is. It's very odd. I don't understand it. But it makes it very difficult when news organizations just flagrantly disregard what actually happened and make up their own story. Even if you are a big CNN fan, even if you side with them on absolutely everything, makes it very difficult to trust. And I suppose, I suppose that's why on this show, we do our very best to examine something from all angles. We do our very best to bring you fact. We do our very best to, when we're editorializing, to editorialize upon things that actually were said and things that actually happened. The truth, my friend, no matter who you are or what you believe, the truth will set you free. And your integrity, your integrity is ultimately all you've got in this world. So hold on to it by doing the right thing and telling the truth. For more stimulation and less irritation, 9 out of 10 doctors choose KPRC AM 950. Houston's more stimulating talk radio. Don't get the blues, get all the news. We need all of you guys out there in Radio Land. All aboard! He's back. AD on the radio. So, you know, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know this about me. I'm a tremendous baseball fan. But there's one thing that I heard a little while ago that, that puzzled me. And I honestly don't know how the rules shake out on this one. It has to do with performance-enhancing drugs. PEDs, as they call them in the sports world. Now, obviously, we all know things like steroids are completely illegal. And we'll get you fined and suspended for a certain number of games and all of the above. But apparently, apparently, one of 
the most widely abused performance enhancing drugs now is something that you would never but never suspect or at least i wouldn't it's get this adderall yeah now if you've never taken adderall or if you don't know what it's all about it helps people with attention deficit disorder control their attention deficit disorder gives you focus now what's weird and kind of interesting is there's also a stimulant quality i guess to adderall and back in the day when professional baseball players were flying all over the place because of jet lag because of lack of sleep because of all these things they were actually legally allowed to take prescribed amphetamines to uh get themselves up in the game and deal with jet lag baseball is an unbelievably grueling schedule and they don't do that anymore at least they're not supposed to do that anymore but for whatever reason the performance enhancing drug of choice apparently especially for for pitchers is adderall because you think about you think about the mental focus and clarity that it takes to get on the mound and play that game that way about executing the mechanics of your pitch about executing the strategy it takes to outfox the greatest batters on the face of planet earth it involves tremendous amounts of focus and for that reason for that reason adderall is now apparently considered to be a performance enhancing drug in baseball which kind of and this is where i get confused say you actually have attention deficit disorder and you grew up taking adderall you've been taking adderall your whole life and it's helped you deal with attention deficit disorder but you also happen to be a professional baseball player do you have to get a doctor's note to allow this or will it always be viewed as a performance enhancing drug i don't know how this works but this is one kind of interesting thing about the bro sciencey world we live in a lot of guys and girls too will look at what athletes do and think i need to do some of that they'll look at the supplements that athletes take they'll look at the workouts that athletes do and go i'll just do that i'll do something at a level of a professional athlete i'll run like an olympian and think it's going to work out or think that they need it you know people that feel like they need the most expensive gear people that feel like they need the same bicycle that the winner of the tour de france rode <laughs> to get their weekly exercise people just fall for that stuff time after time but apparently apparently now guys that are going to the gym and girls that are going to the gym want to have focus during their workouts so they are abusing adderall in the same way that professional baseball players have been accused of abusing adderall treating it like a performance enhancing drug yeah have you heard of this guys at the gym or girls at the gym popping adderall so they can focus on their workouts apparently apparently this was suggested to the great chris garcia who grew up fat but now has his weight under control check this out when i was a kid i was fat anybody else here used to play goalie okay i was a real fat kid i look like a bag of leaves with legs <laughs> so i've always fluctuated in weight my whole life I'll plump up, I'll get skinny, I'll gain weight, I'll lose weight. One month, I'm Jonah Hill. Six months later, I'm Jonah Hill. 
Then I'm Jonah Hill again. I just don't like to exercise. I can't focus on it. So my buddy recently was like, hey, you should do what I do. Take Adderall. And then go to the gym. You know what's the thing? I looked it up. It's all over Reddit. So I did it. I popped an Adderall. I went to the gym and I just cleaned equipment for 90 minutes. I alphabetized the energy bars. I fixed an elliptical cycle. I lost five pounds and I work at Curves now. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievably weird, right? <laughs> the idea that everyday people use performance enhancing drugs that athletes use going to the gym just trying to stay in shape. Very bizarre. You ever taken Adderall? I've never taken Adderall. I am a prime candidate for taking Adderall. My, uh, my shrink even told me, he was like, yeah, you definitely, you definitely, definitely, definitely have attention deficit disorder. AD is more than just a clever nickname. But this was after I was an adult. Had I known about it when I was a kid, had I been diagnosed when I was a kid, had I had the opportunity to have Adderall prescribed as a kid, it might have made things very, very different for me. Scholastically, I struggled like you wouldn't believe. But I also figured out a workaround for my brain, for my dyslexia, for my ADD, for all the things that troubled me as a kid. And, well, looking back on it, I don't think I would have done things too differently. I like where I've arrived. I enjoy the kind of... Well, not enjoy, but I appreciate the mastery my struggles to overcome my ADD gave me of my mind. Like, I have a workaround for all my stuff now. I kind of know who I am, and I know how my head works a little bit better. And maybe it would be easier to take an Adderall and do things that way. But my shrink told me, he was like, here's the thing. Anything I give you, whether it be Adderall, whether it be an antidepressant, whether it be any of the things that... Uh, would combat the stuff that you deal with they would all change your personality how important is your personality i was like ah, gosh the personality sort of pays a mortgage so i guess i should probably stay away from that stuff so i've never ever tried it but apparently i'm a prime candidate for adderall i don't know but like i said it's freaking amazing that people are taking it as performance enhancing drugs that have been chubby their entire life and are just trying to focus on their 90 minute workout at the gym it's a bizarre thing, the power of focus. Anyways, getting back to what we were saying about our focus on the truth around these parts. Let's just wrap this up before we move on to the other stories of the day. In case you missed it, CNN anchor Anna Cabrera claimed that President Trump and his son Donald Trump Jr. recently said that white men have a lot to fear. However, this is not what they said. This is not what the two said. She said that President Trump and his son Don Jr. said this week, white men have a lot to fear right now. But what Trump actually said is he believes that it is a, quote, very scary time for young men in America where you can be guilty of something you might not be guilty of. Now, look, if you're CNN, if you're going after President Trump, left, right and center, there's plenty to work with. Like he provided you with a statement where you can dig the ridiculous out pretty quickly, saying it's a very scary time for young men in America. But that wasn't good enough. So let's add to it. Let's change it. Let's mix it up. The weird thing is, the, the thing that boggles my mind, and I, I'm, I'm using CNN as an example, 
because it's the most recent and obvious one that we can wrap our heads around. But news organizations, regardless of where their partisanship lies, do this. They think we're going to forget the truth. And you know what? Too often we do forget the truth. We all heard what the president said. We heard these words come out of his mouth. Yet she just disregarded that fact and added to it. It's very bizarre. And it makes you not trust. It makes you not trust anything. And I guess maybe that's the point of this whole thing. We shouldn't trust anything that we hear a partisan news organization tell us on TV. I think this is why like foreign news, like the BBC, the BBC has other things to deal with. I mean, they are partisan in and of themselves, but our problems here in America, the things that are going on in America, they got their own Brexit stuff to deal with. They've got plenty of things to occupy their thoughts. So they're not as opinionated about what's going on in America. So when I'm looking for just sort of general fact-based information, I find that the further we tend to get from our country, the clearer the view tends to be because they're not as invested in creating their own narrative of what they believe the truth is or should be or, you know, what they want it to be. Anyways, Cabrera, after this, went on to ask her guest, guest, Temple Professor Mark Lamont Hill, why he thinks that is Trump's strategy, to which he replied, that's always Trump's strategy to close ranks around a certain kind of racial tribalism. Trump Jr. issued a statement saying, the provable lies and disgraceful race baiting espoused by CNN anchor Anna Cabrera are especially shameful coming from a network that has unironically branded itself as the realest name in news. If CNN has even a sliver of journalistic integrity left, they will issue an immediate on-air apology to both President Trump and Don Jr. Because you and I tackle big and important issues around these parts. Before we get out of here today, you and I will discuss the squirrel that has become a social media sensation because of its large breasts. Yes, a squirrel with large breasts is becoming a social media sensation. And we'll get into it after we go over the events of today in our segment, My Witness News. This is an interesting one. This is sort of a fascinating situation. I don't know if you caught it or not. What would you say? Is this racism or is this a misunderstanding? In case you haven't seen it, a woman got fired from her job after a video went viral of her trying to stop a man from entering a building they both live in. She's white, he's black. And that's where the controversy lies. This guy lives on the fourth floor, but before that night, he'd never met his third floor neighbor. And it starts with her blocking him from entering the lobby. He asks her to move, but she demands proof that he lives there. 
and that leads to a standoff that continues up to the fourth floor when he enters his loft and tells her his name is Mr. Tolas. Despite watching him enter his own apartment, she still called the cops and they showed up at his door 30 minutes later. After he posted the videos to Facebook, her employer was quick to respond by saying, quote, we are a minority-owned company that consists of employees and residents from many racial backgrounds, and we are proud of this fact and do not and never will stand for racism or racial profiling at our company. Now, this guy is still taking the high road, though. He's urging people not to respond negatively and adds that he's not mad at her, and he said that he wishes her the best. But she's been fired, and she's been fired over this. Have a listen. Please move, ma'am. I can. Okay. Do you live here? I'll be asking that question. Excuse me. I'm yeah, sorry. The, yeah. the keypad is right there. Okay. I understand that, ma'am. You can film me. That's okay. fine. I understand, ma'am, but you're blocking me. Into my building. Okay. And okay. it's my building as well, so I need you to get out of my way. Okay. What okay. unit? I don't need to say that information. So excuse me, ma'am. I'm uncomfortable. Okay. You can be uncomfortable. That's, that's your discretion. You're uncomfortable because of you. I need you to move out of my way, please. No. Now, please stop touching me. I'm not touching you. You just was previously. Before. I'm not touching okay. you at all. So I'm going to step in. I'm not in. touching you, and I'm not in any way doing anything outside of letting okay. my dog go to the bathroom. Okay. And you're, I live here, and you're blocking the door. What you're unit? Being, I don't need to tell you that. What unit do you live in? 307. Okay, great. I'm on the fourth floor. Excuse me. No. You don't have a key fob. You are... No. No. Ma'am, you're not security. You're not the property manager. You're not no, Mike Herman. No, but I live here. Okay, and I live here too. You're not Mike Herman. You're not Rick. I don't like the fact you have your phone in my face. Okay, I don't like the fact that you're blocking me for where I pay. All to I'm live asking at. is what unit. But you're not, I don't need to tell you that information, ma'am. If you want to come into my building. It's not your building. You're not the owner. You pay rent. Sir, you walked up on a street. Yes, had, yes, and I've already buzzed in. I've already you used did my, not. Okay, man, it does not even matter. Can you can get you, out of my way? No. Can you show me the key phone in this building? I'm not showing you anything. In a second, man, I'm bound to walk through where I live at. So. No. Okay. No. Excuse me. Person. No. Excuse me. Are you kidding me? Wow. Call the police, whatever you want to do. Where are you going? Do you have a key fob that looks like this? I'm not being rude. I'm not being disrespectful. You walked into a building that I was taking my dog out and pushed your way in. No. Who are you going up to the fourth floor to see? No, I want to know who you're going to see. So now you're going to follow me? I am. Why? Because I would like to know who's friends and why you're here. Because I live here. And if you do, then I'd like to meet you because you're a neighbor. And yeah, you're gonna start off on a good note. I have no, I don't want to do no dealings with you. I'm going to my house. I'm going to my house where I live back, where I pay. I would like to introduce myself then as a neighbor. You just follow me all the way to my door. As a place. And you see my keys in the door. As a record, I just want to say right, hi. Thanks, ma'am. What have is a, your name? Ma'am, you not... just no. Have a good night, ma'am. That don't ever do that again. You look pretty stupid on video. Have a nice night. And my name is Mr. Tolles. Thank you. Wow. You know, I wonder, I wonder how it's going to work out with her and her employer. Only because, look, obviously she did not come off well in those videos. And we sort of know what we know about the reasons she didn't come off well in the video. But is there concrete evidence that she did what she did because of the color of the guy's skin? 
Mm. That's where it gets really specific. The fact that she got fired from her job and in the explanation for firing her, they said, we are a minority-owned company that consists of employers, employees and residents from many racial backgrounds. We are proud of this fact and do not and never will stand for racism or racial profiling at our company. Yeah. But is there proof that she was racially profiling the guy? I mean, she was totally racially profiling a guy. But could they wind up getting their asses sued off because uh, they're claiming that she was clearly a racist? I don't know. It's an interesting one. And I certainly feel for the guy. Only because I look a certain way. I don't know if you've ever gone to any of the websites or the radio stations that I'm on. Or checked out any of my social media. And please, stay in touch with me through that. At ADSXE is where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. But I kind of look like a guy that most people assume smokes a lot of pot on a regular basis. I remember walking into work one Monday morning a little while ago. And I was exhausted. Reason being because I worked throughout the weekend. Slept barely at all. It was one of those weekends where just there was a lot going on. I'm on like, I don't know, 25, I think it's like 25 radio stations now. And all of these radio stations have different program directors and all of them have different wants and needs and all of them have things that they need from me. And none of these bosses, none of these program directors communicate with each other going, hey, what's uh, what's AD's workload like this week? Have you assigned him a whole bunch of stuff that he has to record by Monday? You have? Oh, maybe we'll give him a break on these. Nobody does that. I just get... A bunch of emails from 25 different program directors saying we need this, 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 and this, and we need it by this day. Or else. I mean, no one actually says or else, but that's the implication. So, basically, bearing that in mind, I slept exactly not at all over this past weekend just gone by. And when I walked in on Monday, after having been awake for the better part of 48 hours, someone very senior at the company looked at me and went, ha, we know what you were doing this weekend. And then went as if to hold a joint up to their lips and allude to the fact that I was clearly baked out of my brain for most of it. Here's the thing. I'm probably the cleanest living person in this building or any other building. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't take drugs. I don't believe in casual sex. I don't do a lot of things that a lot of people consider to be a lot of fun. But I have slightly long hair. And I sort of look like a skater kid that never fully grew up. And for that reason, people make assumptions about who I am and what I get up to with my spare time. And almost invariably, it involves surfing and pot. I don't do either of these things. I've never once set foot on a surfboard. And I haven't smoked pot since I was about... 13, 14 years old. So, it's a little weird. A little weird when that sort of thing happens to you. And I know I've been X'd out of jobs because people go, ah, he's not responsible, he's a pothead. And it makes me tremendously angry. But you know what? I could get a haircut. I could stand up a little straighter. That guy will always be the color of skin that he is. So the fact that he was that cool, calm, and collected about the whole thing really boggles my mind. 
Well done, sir. Well done. Oh, man, we didn't get to talk about the viral squirrel with the big boobs. <laughs> Something for tomorrow. Oh, good. Something to look forward to. Thank you for hanging out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.